teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Glory be to God in the highest. We give him praise. Our theme for the month is our month of double honor. And that scripture remains the same scripture. Isaiah chapter 61. I'll read quickly from verse 1. First let me read a, a very verse, then I'll go back to verse 1. Instead of shame, you shall have double honor in the name of Jesus. And instead of confusion, you will rejoice in your portion in the name of Jesus. Therefore, in your land, you will possess double in the name of Jesus. Everlasting joy shall be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord, verse 1, is upon me. Prophet Isaiah was speaking by the unction of the Spirit. He was bearing the heart of God to the people. And I want you to understand that they were in captivity in Babylon. Um, you can find such setting all through human history, whether in or outside the Bible. Uh, remember even the story in Mark chapter 4? I mean, all the lessons we learned happened when they were in trouble, right? Good. And so there will always be you know, the back and forth thing about life. But one sure thing about covenant children of God is that your end is already determined. In the name of Jesus. Your very end is already determined. And that alone gives joy. Glory be to God. And that's why Christianity is a way of life. It's a practice of present hope. What do you mean present hope? You always have hope in the present concerning the future. Even when it looks as bleak as, as the word bleak itself. That's what separates Christianity from any other practice of pursuing God or trying to please God. So he was speaking in the heart of God. So I read again. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our, of our God, to comfort all who mourn, hallelujah, and to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, glory be to God in the highest, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, hallelujah, that they may be called trees of righteousness, glory be to God in the highest, the planting of the Lord, why, that God himself may be glorified. Let me declare, he'll be glorified in your situation. In the name of Jesus, no matter how terrible he's looking today, I say to you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he will be glorified in your life. Yes, in Jesus' name, he will be glorified in your situation. Pastor, you don't know my situation. Well, to the extent that I should know, I know. I say, God will be glorified in your situation. Pastor, so what do you know? I know to the extent that I know, but I don't know how to the extent that God knows, but God knows everything. I'm sure you know God knows everything about you. Even the one you are hiding. Ah. He'll be glorified in your situation in Jesus' name. Glory be to God in the highest. Yes. You know, I say that 
and they shall rebuild the old ruins and they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities the desolation of many generations hallelujah strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and the sons of foreigners glory be to god in the highest shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers glory be to god in the highest but you shall be named the priests of the lord hallelujah they shall call you the servants of the most high our god you shall eat the riches of the gentiles i said you eat the riches of the gentiles <laughs> because you'll be called the priests of our God. Glory be to God in the highest. They shall call you the servant of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. In their glory you shall boast. True. Instead of your shame. Some version says, for your shame. You will what? Double honor. Everybody say honor, honor. Double honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And instead of confusion, you will rejoice in your portion. Glory be to God in the highest. Therefore, in your land, you will possess double everlasting joy shall be yours. I'm in verse 8 now. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery. For burnt offering, I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. So when I'm talking, I'm saying about them will not be just a one-time thing. It will be the mark of their lives. Hallelujah. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles uh, and their offsprings among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I'm talking of someone here today. If you are the one, let your image be confident. Amen. Why should you be why should you be shaking at God's blessings? I know why you are shaking. That's part of why we are in church today. Ah. He says I should tell somebody here. He says, after coming through the waves, after coming through the wreckage of, on the sea that should have killed all of them that miraculously brought them through. They found themselves on the island of Melita. I don't know who you are. Uh, Say so they found themselves on the island of Melita. And it was cold. And the villagers showed them a great kindness. Uh, and they caught wood and they, caught, and they gathered them around the fire. So now we're going to put wood in the fire. A snake came out. Uh, a viper just came around his hand and bit him. And they knew that snake on that island. If that snake should bite you, you have minutes to die. So they thought he must be a wicked man. The death that didn't succeed with him on the sea has followed him here to get him. He must be a wicked man. And so they were careful. They began to have an attitude towards him. Everybody was fine. I'm sure when they're, hey, thank you, thank you, when they're serving food, when they get to him, they quickly. I don't know this man. After one minute, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes, one hour. Ah. They went back. Was it not that snake? Yes. Where is it? He just shook into the fire. 
He didn't die. Then they wanted to worship him. The death that was planned to kill you. is now the basis of your promotion. In the name of Jesus! <laughs> All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. Master, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God. Hallelujah. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorns herself with jewels. So my robe is salvation and righteousness. You know what Jacobo says? He said that righteousness is the garment of deliverance. Because anywhere, the rest of your life, deliverance will announce your arrival. In the name of Jesus. God did not create you for shame. No, he's a good God. Uh, stop thinking shame. Stop assuming shame. Stop thinking eh, eh, the way they are looking, the way they are thinking, the way they are talking. What's wrong with you? Paul says, whatever things are true. Come on. Think right. Your life will go right. In Jesus' name. What if it's true that they really want to kill me? Well, that's true in the natural. But that truth has no foundation in the spirit. Because he says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So even when you see a sign, say, but you have habit, I have life. I have a of life and the days of my life I will fulfill. What if it's true that they really hate me? Oh, it's because they don't know me. I say, God, open their eyes to see. Even strangers. Yeah. That is true. And the knowing you is eternal. It's not for a season. But you have a role to play. So I'm starting with this verse 10 now. I haven't had the prophecy, the promise of God to the people who were in captivity, like they were in the storm, and Jesus was still speaking what he was doing. God is saying, I know you are there. You are being traumatized right now. But this is how you're going to end. And usually the problem is that you're unable to match your current situation with what he's saying about you. Usually that's the problem. Usually. And that's where as human beings we have problems. So the promise was there, which of course was the prophecy of their future. And apart from that, it was saying that because God has anointed me, we know Isaiah was speaking, but here the comment of Jack Hayford. Hallelujah. It says this section describes the ministry of God's anointed. So of course we know he's talking of Jesus. As a healer and messenger of freedom and comfort. Meeting you at the point of your need. And never leaving you where you are. You know, when I was reading that um, 
between two and three, it says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort. Are you with me? To comfort all women. It will not just comfort you and go. To comfort all women, to console, it will not just console you. Those women in Zion, he will give you beautiful ashes. Uh, man is the one that will say, I'm sorry, my condolences, my this, this, this. When God says, my condolences, he will change you. I'm not joking. When God looks at you and says, ah, I'm sorry, he will change you. Because he will change your situation. No, that's the way he is. That's his character. He will comfort, he will console. How? He will give you beautiful rashes. He will give the oil of joy for more. The government, ah. I mean, when he comes to say, I'm sorry, when he's going, you'll be dancing. Marabo shakatabara. And let me quickly say right now, in the name of Jesus, I believe it for everybody under the sound of my voice, your day of dancing has started. In the name of Jesus. So we find this there and amazing. So it was kind of reassuring them that you may be going through stuff, but that's not how you're going to end. But see why? Because that's not what he intends for you from the beginning. I mean, remember in the book of Genesis, let us make my image after our likeness. So what's his image? What's his likeness? Shame. What's his image? What's his likeness? Disgrace. What's his image? What's his likeness? So in other words, if you are not made in his image and his likeness, he wouldn't have made you. He would not have made me. Of course, we know the story very well. We read so much and we are all very knowledgeable. You know, man messed up and man failed. Man fell, man lost it. Come on, right? Good. So it wasn't what God made man to be that man turned himself to be. And every time man tried to improve himself away from God, he messes up. But man will not learn. God has given man every ability that man has, but pretty easy for man to always get to that place where you think that he's by my power. It's the natural man. It's the way we are. That was why we often want them in the book of Deuteronomy talking about the covenant. Say, no, sometimes you have so much and then you have fed. You have Don't begin to assume that it's by your own power you have come to get these things. I don't know if somebody is understanding the language I'm speaking. And true, that's how we are. The only difference is Jesus in our lives. Hello. The only one who landed on earth through the Mary, and by the time he was walking here, he was the God of very God, and yet he did not consider it trouble to be equal. He was humble to the ground. Only him. And that's why in becoming like him, the devil can never have anything with us. And on us. So I will say that. The psalmist understood this when he said in Psalm 8. He says, you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you crowned him with glory and with honor. He was wondering, he was, you see, he was contemplating. He was saying, God, what is man? Look, what is this mystery you've created called man? I'm sure he was saying, ah, when I created in my image, what do you expect? When I created in my, after my likeness, what do you expect? So what is man that you are mindful of him? This is man that you visited him. You made him a little bit than the angels. You crowned him with glory. As a matter of fact, image and likeness are pretty similar in their description in the Bible dictionary. It talks of the glory of God, the splendor of God, the outshining of God. See, he made man like himself. He made him in his class. It's only man that he made in his class of all 
all his creation. He's so dead man that when man appears, you prostrate first. Every creature will bow. David said, I'm beginning to understand because I'm contemplating, I'm wondering why he said you made him a little lower than the angels or than Elohim and then you crown him. Glory. So when man appears, what you see is the glory of God. No, I'm not joking. What you see is the splendor of the creator. So, what did the devil go after? The devil that was jealous of God on the throne. He was so jealous that he went after God's throne. And yet, he was the most beautiful of all the angels. But he was never satisfied. He was far superior in terms of splendor and beauty among the angels. From the way he was described, if you look at commentaries and if you look at some other translation of the Bible, they say, all he needed to do is when he moves, music played, God's creativity. This, he would just walk at the eye level of God. Beauty of holiness. Until iniquity was found in him. God now made man and crowned him with his glory. And kicked the devil out of heaven. And God said, man, I give you the whole earth. And kicked the devil out and he fell to the earth. Ah, the one that fought God. And failed. He will fight man. Yes, he will fight man to any level. So, he went after that. God never created you for shame. But the devil went after that. The devil will bring you to shame. But he's not smarter than God. <laughs> and God will say, you know what? Not even the man. is the woman that I brought out of his rib. Her seed will crush you. Not me. What I brought out of him, the woman... Her seed will break your lordship on earth. What I said about man is coming to happen. And when it happens, it will be permanent. It happened. The seed of the woman broke the lordship of the devil. And that's why you find in Hebrews chapter 2. He said, What is man? I haven't quoted that. He said, In that all things have been put under his feet. We don't see it. See man struggling. We don't see. But we see Jesus who made a little one of the angels. Praise God. I say praise the Lord. And so you see every story in the Old Testament is just kind of pointing to what the main thing is. There's just a type of the main issue which is man and the devil and the God doing what he has to do. Praise the Lord. And so he was not looking at their situation then and said, never mind. We are coming out. Today he looks so shameful. He looks so embarrassing. So disgraceful. But listen to me. Double honor. 
And the interesting thing is that he was telling them why they were right in the thick of the trouble. Glory be to God in their eyes. But quickly, I just want to bring a story to just analyze it to you because he himself said it. We have John saying it. He said that for this purpose, he was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. What works of the devil? To bring it to a place of disrepute, to bring it to a place of disgrace and shame. That's all. Because he knows that you are dead with glory and we are dead honor. Glory. Hallelujah. Mm. To just show you, House of Cornelius. When Peter was talking there, he was talking about Jesus. And he quoted 1038. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And everywhere he went, he only needed to identify with the people. He only needed to enter a place or to refer to a thing. It will change. That kind of power was what he carried. And again, that was also alluded to that how God anointed Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Glory be to God in the highest. And so I don't want to go in that direction, but just keep it and bear it in mind that how does He do it? By the anointing. By the anointing, the yoke is destroyed. So she came. The woman was brought by the Pharisees. John 8. Brought by the Pharisees, and they came to Jesus. And they wanted to tempt Jesus. Who was this woman? She was caught in adultery. Ah. She, she, she's in trouble. She created trouble for herself. And they said it is written in the law of Moses, which was of course binding, that anyone like this should be stoned to death. Yeah. And they brought her, they dragged her to Jesus. He's very, see, even the remembrance of Jesus is deliverance. You see, what do I mean? Because they must tempt Jesus, because they will tempt Jesus, that woman got saved. They didn't need Jesus' permission to stone her to death. They didn't. But they said, This is a good one. We're going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to stone her to death, and we're going to trap that one. So they dragged her to Jesus. Say, See this woman? Ah. You see, when it's Jesus, there's no pride. Believe in me, there's no pride. See, see this woman? She was caught in adultery. Hey. And the law of Moses, they quoted it. She couldn't look up. Ah, adultery. That itself is shame. And they dragged her publicly. You know what makes it more shameful? That she was caught. And in the culture of shame and honor, that when you bring disgrace, it's not only you, it's your whole family. She was in bad shape. They dragged her to Jesus. If you asked her, what was left was stones and death. Shattered brain, everything, death. By the time they finished telling Jesus, he did as if he didn't hear them. He bent down, writing something. Then he got up. I'm sure they are looking at him. <laughs> they were holy. Very holy men. Jesus didn't answer. 
by the time you looked up, the one who has no sin cast the first stone. By the time you looked up, she was the only one standing. His whole being, his whole presence, is not to put anybody down, oppress anybody, disgrace anybody, ridicule anybody. Come on! He's to set people free from guilt, from shame, from embarrassment, from disgrace, from dishonor. He said, so where are your accusers? He said, that is done. He said, I will not condemn you either. Go and sin no more. She was brought disgraced. Oh my goodness. Even you would not want to identify with her. Let me, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever seen somebody who is going through a ridicule? Very popular. Suddenly, boom. You don't even want to identify. When Jesus was arrested, they saw Peter and said, he said, no, I don't know him. That was how she was brought. But when she was going, she was a hero. I'm sure she will walk through where those Pharisees were. They will hide their faces. Because Jesus proved to them that they are worst offenders. It's because they've not been caught. I think that's a very good story to demonstrate deliverance from shame. Now, that was just in the physical. That was the social media of the time. This is eternal media. He whom the soul has set free. He said, go and sin no. You think she will sin again? Ah! When she should have been forgotten. Children. God gave her a new beginning. That's why if any man being Christ... Isaiah 61. He says, what happens when I reverse your shame to honor? When I reverse your confusion, check that word confusion. Check it in the Hebrew dictionary. Your embarrassment. Your shamefacedness. The disgrace made like a jewelry turn on you I remove them instead you will rejoice that woman left rejoicing there were springs in her steps as she went away rejoicing praising God those who came accusing were the ones who were hiding she became so honored that today we are reading about her we only know her as the adulterer the adulterer became eternal celebrity What about those ones that were really the man? He said, when this happens, they shall rebuild. Get ready for a new beginning. Get ready for unusual restoration in the name of Jesus. The kind of restoration that will remain eternally in the name of Jesus. They will rebuild the old way. They shall raise up former desert. What the devil thought he has destroyed forever in your life or in your generation. With 
ease, you see God begin to. <laughs> I feel good in my spirit, man. Somebody say, No shame in Christ Jesus, no confusion in the name of Jesus. Oh, my shaka tabari kasira bakatundere. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Christ Jesus, they will rebuild the old ruins, they will raise up the former desolations, they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations. Uh -uh. What your grandfather never thought could be done again, you will restore. In the name of Jesus. Strangers. I've explained it before. Now, you think that woman will not worship God the rest of her life? You think she will not stand for Jesus the rest of her life? You think she'll be confused about who her Lord was and is for the rest of her life? Of course not. Now, she's so busy now serving God. And she will tell every other person, no, 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 no. Go to Jesus. It wasn't cast away. It was, look, come. I know it's terrible. I know there's no return. But can I take you to him first? She'll be busy doing that. See, the things she needs and the ones she doesn't need. <laughs> How? Strangers will be the one doing it for her. She'll be busy with the Lord. You'll be called a priest. You say, How did it happen? Let's limit it to those in Babylon at that time. The people who were slaves. They returned. Jesus came from among them. He sent out the twelve. And of course, we saw the Stephen of the time, the Philip of the time, the Paul of the time. They are the they made priests of God all over the world. At that time, they were in the slavery. It looked like they would never come out. It's a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. Your descendant high. Okay. You know, it says in verse 8 For the Lord loves justice. I hate robbery. What's the justice? The fact that I'm chastising my children does not mean that you now begin. Who are you? Yes, they committed offense. Yes, she was the adulterer. Yes, then we brought. Okay, fine. Is that why you should come and. Who are you? That's the, that's, that's the height of injustice. If God will punish them for their own offenses too. The fact that they are privileged now does not mean that they should look down. Oh, See, I hate injustice. By the time he commanded his justice, they, they ran. It doesn't give you the key or the license. He said, go and sin no more. It also says something there in verse 21. For I am the Lord of justice. I hate trouble for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth. And will make them an everlasting covenant. You remember 59, 21? Their sentence shall be known among the Gentiles. Their officers among the people. And all will see them from today. Please, don't spend your life trying to attract people to like you. They have no choice. They will respect you. They will like you. Say no shame. Have you read that they justified as rendered with shield as favor? 
See, the way you look at it is this. How much did you exert to get to where you are? Why don't you just keep on trusting this God? Because he has just started with you. I'm not joking. He has just started with you. Where he's taking you. Even your enemies cannot be bold enough to come and tell you. He's taking you to where no man. We have to say, I made. made you. The best of you is still ahead of you. In the name of Jesus. So even if you are saying, but God has been good to me. Oh, you think that's the best that God can do? Then he said, as for me. See, see God said, for your shame, double honor. For your confusion, for your disgrace, for your embarrassment. You will rejoice. In the name of Jesus, you will rejoice. I, see, 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 I want you to look at that thing that seemed to be trying to make you, bring you shame. Look at it now in the face. Look at it. Never mind whether somebody destroyed you at you or maybe you are the one struggling with an issue. Just look at it. And say, look, in your place, I will rejoice in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Say, in the name of Jesus, I will rejoice. So, it now says, as for me, it now says, and my covenant will be with them. I now took it back to 1521. It says, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit. You know, I just jumped back to 59 from 61. My spirit, who is upon you, and my words which I put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, out of your children's mouth, out of your children's children's mouth. So, keep saying it. It's not enough to know it. Say it. You heard it on Sunday. To 61. Look at it. Verse 10. <laughs> I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornament, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Who is talking here? I say, I want to understand. <laughs> Maybe it was Isaiah now saying that he has done this for me so I can do the ministry. Hear what Jacob said. An unidentified speaker announces the personal benefits of the ministry of the anointed. But what got to my attention was that he began to confess it. After he has said all this, he now began to say it. It is double honor. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because he has said it. He has done it. It is rejoicing my passion. Can you see how there, there was just a change in narratives. Somebody started personalizing it. And that's what David did all his life. Even in the Old Testament. The scripture, Isaiah 61, 7. It's up to you. It's a blank check that God has dropped on your head tonight. Right there. You know what it means? You know his sickness right there by his stripes. I receive my right there. Beautiful ashes, the honor of joy for mourning. Hallelujah. It's an exchange. Woohoo. I say in Jesus' name. Remember the message version made it clear to you. He said, say it out aloud. Your testimony is beginning now. In the name of Jesus. Pastor, that one, that one, we were together there last year. So if I talk, they will know. Talk! They will go back and say, who is talking? 
when they come and try you again, they'll say, ah, are you serious? Say, are you serious? Yes. Watch. In the night, like the Kodemons, they'll come and knock on your door. They say, I beg, tell me what you found. This is your time. Amen. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Double honor for shame. I say rejoicing for disgrace and embarrassment. I say double in your land. Everlasting joy. In the name of Jesus. As you come out, let the anointing destroy the yokes in Jesus' name. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.